Hello. Hello. I sound like I'm sick. What the fuck? You can't be sick today. I'm not, but I think it's my allergies. Better not be. It's your birthday. It is my birthday. I feel like an old ass lady. That's perfect. <laughs> it's the way to that's the way to feel. Is it? Is that the way to feel? I need some bin gay now and cup of coffee at fucking 6 p.m. just to stay awake for a couple more hours. What it really means is that tomorrow you're not going to wake up feeling like you wish you were dead. Am I not? <laughs> I mean, like you're not going to be going out and getting wild and... Oh, yes. I'm definitely not doing that. This is the first birthday that... Actually, I might have a glass of wine just to celebrate a little bit, but... There you go. Classy. Either way, that's the first time I've ever done that. I would at least have a shot or two of something. A milestone. Oh, I hate it. We would be like, I have work in the morning, and we'd be like, me too. And there we are at 2 o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> of oh, course. Oh, shit. <laughs> Every time, Abby, we uh, every time, yep. every single time, we can't stay out that late because we have work in the morning. Oh, yeah, What's funny now, too, days. is that you're over it, and then now I've barely gotten the grasp of it, of not getting too wild within the first hour and then having someone babysit me for the rest of the time. Yep. And now Which, granted, that's only happened twice, <clears throat> but still. <laughs> in all my going out. How old are you again? 26? <laughs> uh i turned 21 in like i, I don't remember 2016. like 2016 yeah yeah 2016 i remember that and i got oh, super gosh. sick the next day like and that night i was not feeling good i felt so bad and i got super sick oh man that was terrible but um, you really but you but you stuck with it that was really I did. sweet of you I stayed up. I stayed out really late with y'all, and I got real fucked up. <laughs> well, I can't wait till I can throw you a birthday party one of these years. Hopefully, one year. ooh, for my fortieth. <gasps> you said that so like it just came out of your mouth like you're gonna be forty. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, not anytime soon, guys. We're planning ahead. Yeah, but there's still nine years to go. By that time, it'll be nice. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Just saying that there's going to be nine years is too close. feels like forever. Too much. No, it doesn't. It feels like it's tomorrow. God damn it. Time is nonlinear. <sighs> Just start saying you're 40 now. No. Damn. Well, I feel like it. Fuck. I'm going to start telling people I'm 30 now. You, I forget, Abby. I honestly feel like you're 30 sometimes. That is so surprising because I am so annoying that I don't, I don't get how you don't think I'm 18 or something like annoying. Well, I don't Not see you all day long. <laughs> I don't anyway. see you all day. I'm sure I'd be if I lived with you. I'd be like, this bitch just gets high and fucking. <laughs> I do. I freaking. I'm singing and washing the dishes like I'm. Giving a performance. Oh. <laughs> That's not being a child. That's just enjoying life. Oh, is that what that is? Okay, well, it, only when no one's is. watching. Yes. Do I enjoy only life? Only when no one's watching. 
I wish I would have fucking bought a Red Bull. Son of a bitch. I almost got one yesterday. I realized I haven't been having any energy drinks lately, so I wonder. What the fuck? I had a whole hour to do it, and I literally, it just passed on by. (laughs) (laughs) Time. This is me off. Time is today's subject. Well, actually, (laughs) that's kind of funny that I picked this. I honestly didn't pick it because it's my birthday, but... (laughs) Or because I feel fucking old. Like, I didn't pick it for that reason. I literally just picked it because I closed my eyes and I ran my finger through the list. And that's what it came up on. But yay. It's that's kind of creeping me out now that I. That it was random. I don't even know what you're covering today. So I'm in the dark. Yeah, you're going to be super shook. So today, my topic is Santa Muerte. (gasps) Oh my God. Okay. Are you ready? I'm kind of scared to do... To mention her name. Well, not to mention her name, but to talk about her. But at the same time, I feel like it's bringing awareness and Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of clarity. Mm Mm-hmm. So hopefully people will have a different perspective on it whenever I'm done. Okay. But we'll see. What the fuck? I better not be getting sick. Death is coming for me. Be quiet. That's what I keep fucking <laughs> talking about this shit. Oh, God. I know. You need to be lighting a candle she's while we record this. I know. She's upset. I probably should. Because I have little statues of her on my altar. I almost covered this last year and I got overwhelmed. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's a learn. lot. It's a lot. Um, I'm wondering if I should light a candle. Maybe I'll feel better. There you go. She's like, bitch. Okay, hold on. Let me. <laughs> if you're going to be talking about me, you better not embarrass the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I'm going to go get my lighter. Okie dokie. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's her. She sent an email. <laughs> I thought she I said, okay, we're all good now. Yeah. Literally right after I lit it. That's so creepy. The protection of the candlelight <sighs> in the day. Jesus. Um, I don't, I'm scared, um, to really like ask her for anything. So I have her salt, her stultures. What the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) I have her statues. I have two little statues on my altar of her and I have a rosary, um, of her too, that some man in Mexico made for Jeremy and me. Um, but I don't ever really like talk to her. So, hmm. I think I've only done it once and I had nothing happened. But I was also very afraid. But anyways, um, here we go. Death comes for us all. For some as a shadow waiting to snatch our souls. For others, an angel coming down from heaven to carry us home. In every culture across the globe, there is some reference or myth about death personified. The image of death is represented as a grim reaper, a keeper of the underworld, a faceless phantom, and in Mexico, it's La Santa Muerte. Nuestra Señora de la Santa Muerte, Spanish for Our Lady of the Holy Death, often shortened to Santa Muerte, is a cult image, female deity, and folk saint in Mexican neo-paganism and folk Catholicism. 
A personification of death, she is associated with healing, protection, and safe delivery to the afterlife by her devotees. Despite condemnation by leaders of the Catholic Church and more recently evangelical movements, her following has become increasingly prominent since the turn of the 21st century. Mm. Originally appearing as a male figure, Santa Muerte now generally appears as a skeletal female figure clad in a long robe and holding one or more objects, usually a scythe symbolizing the cutting of negative energies or influences, or since it's a harvesting tool, it can be represented as hope and prosperity. And then on the other hand, there's a globe, which represents death's vast power and dominion over the earth. Mm -hmm. Her robe can be any color as more specific images of the figure vary widely from devotee to devotee and according to the rite being performed or the petition being made. And I get into that later on the different colors and shit, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, but that there's the whole thing, but um, other objects associated with Santa Muerte include scales, an hourglass, an owl, and an oil lamp. The scales allude to, Equity, equity, yes, equity, mm-hmm. justice, and impart- impartiality, mm. as well as divine will. Oh, mother fuck. The email, of course, I got an email notification. It covered all what I was reading. Oh, my God. Here they come. It's <laughs> <laughs> La Santa Muerte is like telling me, no, that's not right, bitch. Don't read that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, an hourglass indicates the time of life on earth and also the belief that death is not the end, as the hourglass can be inverted to start over. The hourglass denotes Santa Muerte's relationship with time as well as the worlds above and below. It also symbolizes patience. An owl symbolizes her ability to navigate the darkness and her wisdom. The owl is also said to act as a messenger. A lamp symbolizes intelligence and spirit to light the way through the darkness of ignorance and doubt. Owls in particular are associated with Mesoamerican death deities and seen as evidence of continue, continue, oh, fuck. It's continuity. apart from the sentence (laughs) and seen as evidence of continuity of death worship into Santa Muerte I think that's I think that's the correct word my dyslexia is so fucking bad Uh, some followers of Santa Muerte believe that she is jealous and that her image should not be placed next to those of other saints or deities or there will be consequences However, some believers of Santa Muerte remain members of the Catholic Church and other religions, while millions are cutting ties with their religious establishments and founding independent Santa Muerte churches and temples. The cult of Santa Muerte began in Mexico sometime in the mid-20th century and was clandestine until 1990s. Since the beginning of the 21st century, worship has become more public, especially in Mexico City, after a believer named Enriqueta Romero, better known as Doña Queta, erected a life-size statue of the saint on the sidewalk outside of her home in Tepito, 
an impoverished crime-ridden barrio of Mexico City in 2001. Doña Queta, along with Enriqueta Vargas. Doña Queta, along with Enriqueta Vasquez. Oh, fuck. Vasquez, where did that fucking go? Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Doña Queta, along with Enriqueta Vargas, have become the two most prominent leaders of the Santa Muerte movement in Mexico. When Vargas's son was murdered in 2008, she inherited his 75-foot fiberglass Santa Muerte statue and temple. Today, worshippers flock to the temple where Vargas performs weddings and baptisms. Most prayers and other rites have been traditionally performed privately at home. Mm. Wow. Yes. So rites dedicated to Our Lady of the Holy Death include processions, prayers, acts of gratitude, or offerings with the aim of regaining a favor. Though in interviews with the Houston Press, several followers said that you must make a promise if you ask Santa Muerte for a favor. If you don't keep that promise, she'll take away a loved one. But that's, I mean, if you believe that, then that's Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. But most Mm -hmm. people don't believe that. Most people are not afraid of her. Like most of her followers are not afraid of her like that. Okay. HuffPost.com says, perhaps because La Santa Muerte exists outside the confines of the Catholic Church, many followers feel more comfortable asking her for less honorable favors, such as protection over shipment of drugs. However, she grants all kinds of requests, not just the criminal ones. Uh, Altars of Santa Muerte's temples generally contain one or multiple images of the lady, generally surrounded by any or all of the following offerings. Cigarettes, flowers, fruit, incense, water, alcoholic beverages, coins, candies, and candles. According to the popular belief, Santa Muerte is very powerful and is reputed to grant many favors. Her images are treated as holy and can give favors in return for the faith of the believer with miracles playing a vital role. As Senora de la Noche, Lady of the Night, she is often invoked by those exposed to the dangers of working at night, such as taxi drivers, bar owners, police, soldiers, and sex workers. As such, devotees believe she can protect against assaults, accidents, gun violence, and other types of violent death. The number of believers in Santa Muerte has grown over the past 10 to 20 years to an estimated 10 to 20 million followers in Mexico, the United States, and parts of Central America. Santa Muerte has similar male counterparts in the Americas, such as the skeletal folk saints San La Muerte of Paraguay and Rey Pascual of Guatemala. According to Andrew Chestnut, PhD in Latin American history and professor professor of religious studies, the cult of the Santo Muerte is the single fastest growing new religious movement in the Americas. Mm. It's weird reading cult. I mean, I know that's the correct definition, but it's just yeah. weird. Santa Muerte can be translated into English as either saint death or holy death although Chestnut believes that the former is a more accurate translation because it better reveals her identity as a folk saint. Mm-hmm. A variant of this is Santissima... A variant of this is Santissima Muerte, which is translated to Most Holy Death or Most Saintly Death. 
and devotees often call her Santisima, Santisima Muerte during their rituals. Santa Muerte is also known by a wide variety of other names. And here we go. The skinny lady or La Flaquita. The bony mm-hmm. lady. Um, wait a minute. The skinny lady, La Flaquita. The white girl, La Nina Blanca. The white sister, La Hermana Blanca. The pretty girl, La Nina Bonita. The powerful lady, La Dama Poderosa. The godmother, La Madrina. Señora de la Sombra or de las Sombras. Lady of the Shadows. Señora Blanca, White Lady. Señora Negra, Black Lady. Nina Santa, Holy Girl. Um, Santa Sebastina, which is, it translates to, or well, it, it originally translates to Holy Sebastian mm-hmm. and Doña Bella Sebastina and La Flaca, which is the skinny woman. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole shit ton of names. Wow. Yes. Scholars have linked Santa Muerte with the arrival of Europeans in the region some five centuries ago. Natives such as the Mexican, which is the correct name for the Aztecs, which I did not know. I learned that when I was doing this. Oh, wow. They were introduced to the figure of the Grim Reaper, although each culture has its own deities and cultures related to death and the afterlife. The Mexican native to the territory that is Mexico today. Here we go. I'm going to see if I can do this without fucking it up. But I'm probably going to fuck it up. <laughs> they revered Mictacasiwat. I did it. Yay. <laughs> Which is Lady of the Land of the Dead. The Queen of Mictlan, the last slayer of the underworld. Wow. In Europe, the figure of the Grim Reaper emerged in dreadful days the black death which arrived in the 14th century decimated european populations by millions unsurprisingly the fear of death prevailed and the grim reaper was the product of that fear there is a sentiment that santa muerte was fused with both mctacasiwat and grim the grim reaper the representation in images is also similar. Santa Muerte has a skull instead of a head, and she holds a scythe, which the Grim Reaper does too. According to one account and records of the Spanish Inquisition, indigenous people in central Mexico tied up skeletal figures whom they addressed as Santa Muerte and threatened it with lashings as it did not perform miracles or grant their wishes. But I don't know. I don't know what that really means. Like, were they, I don't know if they were trying to scare the Spanish or if they were, I don't know what they were doing with that. But some scholars have countered the argument that Santa Muerta's origins are not indigenous. Nevertheless, though, ethno-archaeological researches as well as archival work, proof has been established that there are clear links between pre-Columbian death deity worship and Santa Muerte supplication. As Mm. one scholar has pointed out, to deny the indigenous roots of Santa Muerte is to promote neocolonialism and the denial of indigenous influences and cultures as 
important still in the current context. Hmm. Another syncretism between pre-Columbian and Christian beliefs about death can be seen in the Day of the Dead celebrations, a holiday dear to the heart and soul of every Mexican that has a loved one or has love for our ancestors and a reverence for our ancient forefathers and the deities they once revered. Mictacasiwat is the goddess that is connected to the sacred Dia de los Muertos, Originally, the holiday fell at the end of July and the beginning of August, dedicated to the children and the dead. I did not know that. Hmm, summertime. Yeah. Instead of the fall. Uh, The holiday was moved in post-conquest times by the Spanish priest to coincide with All Hallows' Eve, a vain attempt by the priest to convert this sacred day to a Christian holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Halloween was not a Christian holiday. Right. So I maybe they did it to, well, they thought All Hallows' Eve was like a devil thing, so maybe they did the same for this. Oh, maybe. That, that makes the most sense to me, at least. Nevertheless, the Day of the Dead retains its ancient roots honoring the Lady of the Land of the Dead. It is said that the old gods are not dead but sleeping and can awaken through faith and prayer. Both Mictacasiwat and her husband, Mictlan Tecutli, were given blood offerings by the Mexican, asking in exchange for a favorable or peaceful death when the time came to die. Tradition states that for one to receive a favorable fate when making an offering, one would have their right hand covered in blood to ensure the favor of Lord Mictlan because blood offerings were considered of utmost importance. The color red became intimately associated with the Lord of the land of the dead. And as an extension, the color is attributed to his wife because of her connection with her Lord. Uh, Of importance is the fact that both Mm the Kutli and his wife, Mictacasiwat, were believed to live in total darkness. Which, that's where the owl comes in. <laughs> mm-hmm. In contrast to the Day of the Dead, open adoration of Santa Muerte remains clandestine until the middle of the 20th century. When it went public in sporadic occurrences, reaction was often harsh and included the desecration of shrines and altars. At the beginning of the 20th century, Jose Guadalupe Posada created a similar but secular figure by the name of La Catrina a female skeleton dressed in fancy clothing of the period. In Posada's depiction, La Catrina had only a head and a hat, which symbolized respect for the reality of death. In particular, the hat had been seen to represent the artist's perception that death does not discriminate against anyone, regardless of class, since historically only the extremely wealthy wore hats. What the? mm -hmm. Wow. I did not know that about La Catrina. Hmm. But modern artists began to reestablish Posada's styles as a national artistic objective to push the limits of upper class taste. The image of the skeleton and the Day of the Dead ritual that used to be held underground became commercialized and domesticated. The skeletal images became that of folklore, encapsulating Posada's viewpoint that death is an equalizer. 
So skeletons were put in extravagant dresses with braids in their hair, altering the image of Posada's original La Catrina. As opposed to being the political message Posada intended, the skeletons of equality became skeletal images which were appealing to tourists and the national folklore Mexican identity. Wow. Mm-hmm. So here are some rituals, myths, and I'm not sure if I added the misconceptions, but if there is some in there, then there's some in there. So according to brujonegrobrujeria.com, the rituals regarding the Santa Muerte range from a basic petition with a properly dressed candle and offering to the most powerful of rituals, which is the novena, which is a nine-day prayer ritual that is prayed to Santa Muerte for very serious matters. Sometimes the novena is repeated three times, which is 27 days with three days rest in, within the month. The novena includes an invocational poem and a short prayer. There exists a controversy regarding the colors of the statue of Santa Muerte and their attributes. In contemporary times, there exist more than four colors, but the classic statue colors are black, white, red, and bone. Each color has special attributes for ritual use. However, it should be noted that many poor people have worked with the Santa Muerte using a framed picture of her or a prayer stamp that has her prayer and picture. Then, of course, there is a traditional human skull that is used to present or represent Santa Muerte, of which all requests can be made, which, of course, there would be a (laughs) human skull. Oh, my gosh. For those that can afford her sacred statues, there are certain colors that are favorable for certain ritual requests. Mm. So here we go. The colors of the statues and their attributes are black is used in rituals against enemies to neutralize the negative thought forms created by the envious and the ill wishes of others. Ritual And it's used for rituals to reverse the effects of the evil eye. Rituals to... Reverse psychic attack and harmful witchcraft that is sent to you. Reversal and protection from envisions that in which a negative or malevolent spirit is sent to cause you harm. Rituals for protection from physical harm and related rituals. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, White or bone is used in rituals for spiritual cleansing, peace in the home, healing rituals, good luck, blessings, and related works. Red is mainly used in rituals concerning love, both romantic and passionate, sexual desire, and of course, returning a love or lover that has abandoned you. And this one is the most popular. Hmm. And there are many other colors used in contemporary time, and each has their special meaning as well. But I didn't feel like going and finding all of those. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then I have the colors of the candles. And what they mean and stuff. Yes. Um, They're similar to the statue colors, but I'm going to say them anyways, just in case any of you want to find out what La Santa Muerte is all about, and you can do it appropriately. Yes. So white is the most common color and can symbolize gratitude, purity, or the cleansing of negative influences. Red is for love and passion, and it can also signify emotional stability. Gold signifies economic power, success, money, and prosperity. Green symbolizes justice, legal matters, or unity with loved ones. 
Amber or dark yellow indicates health. Images with this color can be seen in rehabilitation centers, especially those for drug addiction and alcoholism. Mm. Black represents total protection against black magic or sorcery or negative magic or from forces directed against rivals and enemies. Blue, the candles and the image of the saint indicate wisdom, which is favored by students and those in education. It can also be used to petition for health. Brown is used to invoke spirits from beyond, while purple, like yellow, usually symbolizes health. Hmm. Uh, More recently, purple, yellow, and white candles have been used by devotees to supplicate Santa Muerte for healing of and protection from COVID. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Devotees may present her with a polychrome seven-colored candle, which is probably adopted from the Seven Powers Candle of Santeria, a syncretic faith brought to Mexico by Cuban migrants. Mm -hmm. Here, the seven colors are gold, silver, copper, blue, purple, red, and green. In addition to the candles and vestments, each devotee's adorn their own image in their own way using U.S. dollars, gold coins, jewelry, and other items. Wikipedia says the cult of Santa Muerte is present throughout Mexican society, although the majority of devotees are from the urban working class. Most are young people aged in their teens, 20s, or 30s, and are also mostly female. Wow. A large following developed among Mexicans who are disillusioned with the dominant institutional Catholic Church, and in particular with the inability of established Catholic saints to deliver them from poverty. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I mean, there's like a billion Catholic saints and they pray to her. mm -hmm. She makes things happen. The phenomenon is based upon people with scarce resources, excluded from the formal market economy, as well as the judicial and educational systems, primarily in the inner cities and very rural areas. Devotion to Santa Muerte is what anthropologists called a cult of crisis. Mm -hmm. Devotion to the image peaks during economic and social hardships, which tend to affect the working classes more. Santa Muerte tends to attract those in extremely difficult or hopeless situations, but also appeals to smaller sectors of middle-class professionals, and even the affluent. Some of her most devoted followers are those who commit petty... What was that? that? Something beeped. It was my... It was my doorbell. Hold on. Uh, Okay. Some of her most devoted followers are those who commit petty economic crimes, often committed out of desperation, such as... I hate to say this, but that's what it says on Wikipedia, such as (laughs) sex working and petty thieves. Mm. The worship of Santa Muerte also attracts those who are not inclined to seek the traditional Catholic church for spiritual solace as it is part of the legitimate sector of society. That makes sense. Many followers of Santa Muerte live on the margins margins of the law or outside it entirely. Many street vendors, taxi drivers, vendors of counterfeit merchandise, street people, street sex workers, 
Pickpockets, petty drug traffickers, and gang members who follow the cult are not practicing Catholics or Protestants, but neither are they atheists. Mm. Interesting. In essence, they have created their own new religion that reflects their realities, identity, and practices, especially since it speaks to the violence and struggles of life that many of these people face. Mm-hmm. Conversely, both police and military in Mexico can be counted among the faithful who ask for blessings on their weapons and ammunition. Yep. Mm-hmm. However, negative media coverage of the worship and condemnation by the Catholic Church in Mexico and certain Protestant de- denominations have influenced public perception of the cult of Santa Muerte. With the exception of some artists and politicians, some of whom perform rituals secretly, those in higher socioeconomic those in higher socioeconomic strata look upon the veneration with disdain as a form of superstition. Mm-hmm. What assholes. I mean, never mind, because there's plenty of other people that also think it's just a bunch of shit, but mm, yeah. Santa Muerte is also seen as a protector of homosexual, bisexual, and transgender communities in Mexico. Since many are considered to be outcasts from society, mm-hmm. many LBGTQIA plus people ask her for protection from violence, hatred, disease, and to help them in their search for love. Mm-hmm. Her intercession is commonly invoked in same-sex same-sex marriage ceremonies performed in Mexico. The Iglesia Católica the traditional Catholic Church of Mexico in the United States. That's it. Mm-hmm. Also known as the Church of Santa Muerte, recognizes gay marriage and performs religious wedding ceremonies for homosexual couples. Oh, wow. I did not know that. <clears throat> um, that's the only place you can get married in church and be gay. Wow. Really no wonder. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, association with criminality. So in Mexico, the Mexican and U.S. press, the Santa Muerte cult is often associated with violence, criminality, and the illegal drug trade. She is a popular deity in prisons, both among inmates and staff, and shrines dedicated to her can be found in many cells. Altars with images of Santa Muerte have been found in many drug houses in both Mexico and the United States. Among Santa Muerte's more famous devotees are kidnapper Daniel Lopez, known as El, El Mocha. Oh! El Mocha Orejas. He fucking chops off ears. <gasps> and Gilbert Garcia Mena, who is, who is one of the bosses of the Gulf Cartel. Mm. In March 2012, the Sonora State Investigative Police announced that they had arrested eight people for murder for allegedly having performed a human sacrifice of a woman and two 10-year-old boys to Santa Muerte. Oh, my God. Yeah, I really want to do that story in the future. Mm -hmm. In 2009, self-proclaimed high priest David Romo Guillen called for a holy war against the Catholic Church. During that same year, the Mexican army destroyed numerous Santa Muerte shrines. In December 2010, Romo Guillen was arrested on charges for banking funds 
of a kidnapping gang linked to a cartel. He continues to lead his sect from his prison, but it is unfeasible for him or anyone else to gain dominance over the Santa Muerte cult. Her Mm -hmm. faith is spreading rapidly and organically from town to town, such that it is easy to become a preacher or messianic figure. Mm. Drug lords like that of La Familia Cartel take advantage of gangster foot soldiers. Oh, wait, take advantage of gangster foot soldiers' vulnerability and enforces religious obedience to establish a holy meaning to their cause that would keep their soldiers disciplined. That's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. And there they go. These, This right here is an example of what people did to Christianity. <gasps> oh my God. That's really creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Santa Muerte and the Catholic Church. The Vatican has condemned the cult of Santa Muerte in Mexico as blasphemous and satanic. In 2013, uh, Gianfranco... Ravasi, the president of the Vatican's Pontifical Council for Culture, gave an impassioned statement. It's not religious just because it's dressed up like religion, he said. It's a blasphemy against religion. Everyone is needed to put the brakes. <laughs> Everyone is needed to put the brakes on this phenomenon, including families, churches, and society. When Pope Francis visited Mexico in 2016, he renounced Santa Muerte on his first full day in the country, condemning Santa Muerte as a dangerous symbol of narco culture. Latin America. Oh, wait, dude. Mm -hmm. My speaking of that, whenever uh, we I first saw Santa Muerte was in Del Rio. Like it was Mm -hmm. on people who were drug dealers and shit. It was like on the back of their trucks and stuff. Yeah. Um, And I remember asking my grandma about it. And at first she didn't really know like what I was talking about. And then I think once the Catholic church started talking about it, she was like, that's evil. Don't ever. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you didn't even have an opinion on it until the Catholic church told you. It's not part of Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they, her and my grandpa have, well, I don't know what my grandma does. I think she does, but my grandpa has a saint that he prays to. Like, so I don't yeah, get I don't get it. Is, but is it within the traditional it's, Catholic, yeah, or is it outside of it? Like her? No, no, no. Oh. It's the, it's in, it's within the Catholic Church. My saint was Saint Christopher. Mine saint was Travelers. Saint Teresa, the little flower. Oh, yeah, that was mine, and it's really creepy because now. She'll like randomly pop up and things, and I'm like, "What in the fuck?" Freaks me <gasps> Checking out. in, freaks me out slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, Latin American Protestant churches have condemned it too as black magic and trickery. Mm-hmm. Mexico's Catholic Church has accused Santa Muerte devotees, many of whom were baptized in the Catholic religion, despite the difference of belief and the fact that Santa Muerte churches and temples have instituted a separate baptism practice. So yeah, they've accused them of having turned to devil worship. Mm. I don't... Okay. Uh, Catholic authorities have said that Santa Muerte is an idol, the worship of which has been rejected by Yahweh in the Old Testament, veneration okay. of this or any other idol can be a form of inadvertent devil worship. 
because regardless of the intent of the worshipers, they say the devil can trick people into doing such things. Hmm. Priests regularly chastise parishioners, telling them that death is not a person, but rather a phase of life. But they're not saying that Son of the Month is a person. <laughs> However, the church stopped short of labeling such followers as heretics, instead accusing them of heterodoxy. I don't, mm. I don't remember what that definition was, but that's what they accuse them of. Though many of the rituals involved in the worship of La Santa Muerte mimic Catholic customs. People use rosaries, candles, and prayers in their worship, and you can hardly deny her eerie physical similarity to La Virgen de Guadalupe. However, mm. many find themselves drawn to La Santa Muerte because of her non-judgmental nature which is a stark contrast to attributes often presented by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Santa Muerte in the United States. The cult of Santa Muerte was established in the United States circa 2005. Wow, that is pretty accurate. Um, brought to the country by Mexican and Central American migrants, this cult is primarily visible in cities with high populations such as New York City, Chicago, Houston, San Antonio, Tucson, and Los Angeles. There are 15 religious groups dedicated to her in Los Angeles alone, which include the Temple of Santa Muerte on Melrose Avenue in East Hollywood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like that. In some places, such as Northern California and New Orleans, her population has spread beyond the Latino community. For instance, the Santísima Muerte Chapel of Perpetual Pilgrimage is maintained by a woman mm-hmm. of Danish descent. While the New Orleans Chapel of the Santísima Muerte was founded in 2012 by a non-Hispanic white devotee. As in Mexico, some elements of the Catholic Church in the United States are trying to combat Santa Muerte worship in Chicago particularly. Hmm. Compared to the Catholic Church in Mexico, the official reaction in the U.S. is mostly either non-existent or muted. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has not issued an official position on this relatively new phenomenon in the country. Opposition to the veneration of Santa Muerte took a violent turn in late 2013, when one or more vandals mm-hmm. smashed a statue of the folk saint, which had appeared in the San Benito, Texas Municipal Cemetery earlier that month. <gasps> it was in a cemetery. Like, really? It wasn't, like, sitting in front of a church or... I don't know. So fucked up. Um, now, this part... <laughs> this part is fucking nuts. So Philip Blair, an evangelical Christian preacher and leader of the Torch of Christian Ministries, went to preach at Doña Queta's famous shrine in Mexico City. Blair, Mm. accompanied by a translator, stood up in in front of the shrine and started preaching against Santa Muerte. He said, God bless you, my friends. We bless you on the nombre of Jesucristo. We are here, I can just imagine, we are here today to tell you we love you and we care about you, but we also want you to know that Jesus Christ is the light that shines into all dark places. One day we are going to die, 
our life on this earth will pass away. And when that happens, we will go to heaven or hell. This is certain. And I believe with everything inside of me that the only way to eternal life is through Jesus Christ. Today is the day of your salvation. You don't need Santa Muerte. You need Jesus Christ. In an Mm eight-minute YouTube video, which was uploaded on August, this happened last year, which was uploaded on (gasps) August 23rd, 2020 by the Torch of Christ Ministries channel, uh, went quickly viral. And we can see in the video, you can see that Doña Queta first tries to reason with them, saying, I'm sorry, not here. The people around approach to demand respect. I'm surprised that he didn't die. Uh, The translator replies, however, no, we don't respect sins. The preacher continues, Mm -hmm. we bless you. Jesus Christ is life. Repent, Tepito. Repent for your sins, Tepito. Repent for your sins, Mexico City. While the people became more upset, pushing them away and yelling, the preacher started walking out of the neighborhood but continued preaching. Oh, God, he said, help Mm -hmm. us to put down the idols. Help us to put down the false religion and the witchcraft. Help us to forsake Help us to forsake the sorcery. No more violence, no more death, no more hatred, no more. Let go of the sin, Mexico. Repent for your sin. Surrender your heart to the living God. There is no peace found in Jesus. Oh, wait. There is peace found in Jesus. (laughs) Uh, You don't need spirits of death. You don't need to summon demonic powers. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer. Only Jesus can bring life. The video is titled mm-hmm. Confrontation at Santa Muerte Shrine in Mexico City's Most Dangerous Neighborhood, Tepito. In its description, mm-hmm. it says, almost immediately after we preached, we were confronted by Santa Muerte worshipers and the lady who was in charge of the shrine. As though the preachers were the victims when the locals had to defend their beliefs at their own place of worship. Yeah, exactly. The Torch of Christ Ministries website describes their mission as committed to the vision of taking the light of Christ into all dark places. This includes anywhere and everywhere that evil has been allowed to cultivate and grow over time, which has resulted in high levels of violent crime, occult activity, atheism, and unbelief, and reprobate minds. Uh, Looking through their YouTube channel (laughs) videos, they appear to be full of similar videos recorded around the globe. This is not the first time that Blair caused controversy and outrage. In April 2009, he told a man in a wheelchair in Sydney, Australia, he was too bitter to be healed. (gasps) On February 8th of this year, which was, that was in 2020, he interrupted a gay pride parade in Auckland, New Zealand, telling the attendees, you are celebrating sin, you are celebrating debauchery, debauchery, (laughs) you must (laughs) repent. Other recent videos show Blair similarly preaching at Zona Rosa, the most popular LGBTQIA plus neighborhood in Mexico City and outside the famous Sonora Market, known for selling merchandise related to witchcraft and the occult. Dude, you really can just like walk up into almost any store and there's some mm-hmm. there's something. I used to love that. Yep. Um So he travels around the world calling neighborhoods and cities dark places and blaming other religions. In the video, Blair says several times, no more death, as if it were 
not a part of our human existence. He blamed the violence and deaths of the city and country to Santa Muerte and seemed to ignore the political and economical context of violence, corruption, uh, and the income inequality. He seemed to ignore that death does not only come from violence, but also from accidents, from suicides, from sickness, and from a pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, Jaime Girones, author of an opinion piece on wildhunt.org, says, as if 2020 was not crazy enough, we have had a flashback to colonial times. A white man came to call our beliefs demonic and our city a dark place. He called our gods and our religions false, ignoring a thousand years of history and syncretism and our deep relationship with death, he said. You do not need our spirits of death. What we in Mexico City truly do not need is a white foreigner coming to tell us what to believe. And that's mm. the end. Wow, very nice. Um, I saw a Vice thing about that that's still very active and they do animal killings for oh, some of yeah. the rituals on some of the more extreme uh -huh. i guess yeah. parts of that but i think it's nice because if you don't if you're i think it's nice to have like i can't hear you oh dear you're right but now it's back again that's the first time it did that <laughs> now that i'm done yeah that's the only time yeah, that's the only time that well, that happened. That um, on the month, it was like, all right, I'm going to let you not have a fucked up time. But there you go. Tell them about me, she the said. Words, the words didn't come out smoothly as I wanted them to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, well, that's what editing is for. Um, what's it called? I think it's nice that they can have something to pray to and like believe in because if your church is constantly telling you that you're not welcome until you change, yeah. then... What the fuck? So a lot of those groups that you mentioned are like, that's their only hope if they want to have some kind of religion or some kind of faith. Yeah. Then that's mm. what's for them. Interesting. Very, very mm -hmm. true. I was thinking about, or because I was like going to do um, or save pictures of some of the stuff that were with the articles and shit. And I was like, oh, I can just use pictures mm -hmm. of my statues and i was like nope not doing that mm -hmm. i'll just use call out to else. it but <clears throat> it would be cool if i could show y'all but i definitely don't want to do that so yeah those are your personal yeah. just like i won't i've seen all these bitches on tiktok like posting their altars and stuff and i refuse what would you say that it's like a superstitious yeah. like um you shouldn't show it vibes coming to my shit. I don't want someone to look at it and be like, ew, they shouldn't have done that. Or like they're become envious or something. Right. And put out the bad. Vibe. I don't, I just don't want any vibes that are not mine to come to my altar. That makes yeah. sense. Wow. Cool episode. I was very curious about, um, Santa Muerte. So there it is in all her glory. Uh, oh, I was going to tell you there. I was telling Jeremy this morning that there's like, a similarity between I mean there's a similarity between her and a bunch of different deities but I, my favorite is Persephone and this is she's pretty much just a more hardcore version of Persephone yeah. Whoa. And because she's my favorite and then this is also something I like it was kind of weird 
and the owl thing because I love That's owls. Cool. You've mm. always loved owls. Very. Yeah, very cool. Um, and I'm sure it definitely does give people a new perspective on um, – it's not really occultism. I don't know what I would, would target it as because it's like only your intentions can cause something. It's not that you're being punished by the saint or it's like yeah. different. I don't know. You bring it on yourself, whether it's like by you disrespecting it or doing something you're not mm. supposed to do or not knowing what mm. the fuck you're doing. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And this, it doesn't, it's not just her either. Like people... There was, uh, or that saint that my grandpa is all about, there's a church for him. I think it's a him. There's a church for him mm-hmm. in Acuna, right there next to Del Rio. And pe- I mean, mm-hmm. people, people worship that saint. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they just, I don't know. It's interesting. The Actually, that was kind of creepy now that I remember. Um my one of my grandma's nephews went to that church and I had just been in the car accident that I have where I have the scar on my elbow and my face and Mm -hmm. um he took a picture with him to that church so that they could pray for me and I was 16 at the time so this was a long last time ago but yeah he took my picture with him and the person that was running the church claimed to be a prophet uh I don't I don't think it was a prophet I honestly think they claimed to be possessed by this saint so people went and like went specifically for this you got direct healing huh wait what'd you say they went directly to this church for that person like it wasn't I don't know it was just really weird but he gave that lady because it was a lady claiming that she was possessed Mm -hmm. by the saint and he gave that picture to the lady and she like looked at it for a long ass time and she was like she said (laughs) she said (laughs) some shit she said like a bunch of different things but she said that I had a gift from God and I swear to God he should have never told my grandma that my uncle or my grandma's nephew should have never told her that's what he's that's what she said because my grandma was like all about it after that but and I let her down severely but um (laughs) it was just really creepy pressure yeah well I'm sure a lot of diet deities anyways deities give us that kind of pressure whenever yeah well it's probably common. I don't know. Because you know that there are, are like fortune telling mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. that pray to those saints and stuff. Because I have family, I'm pretty sure, like distant family that goes and sees a lady that can tell them whatever they mm-hmm. want to know, depending on like the saints that they pray to and whatnot. So I'm sure that's common. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just fucking crazy. Super crazy. Well, I hope y'all liked that. Oh, I'm pretty sure one of my uncles knows when he's going to die because he had, somebody told That's him. That's really creepy. When he went to go see her. Yeah, it's it gets pretty wild. All right. Um. So, guys, we hope you enjoyed that very was once dark and mysterious is now explained and the basis has been explained and the history has been explained. So hopefully we have some new listeners that can attest to learning about 
um, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm like asleep <laughs> right now. Anyways, we hope to find out what you guys think about these darker topics. I don't want to say darker topics, but they are definitely more uh, spooky. Like you don't want to mess with stuff you're not that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. So just beware. I know a lot of TikToks and stuff have gotten people into crazy um, shit. I guess witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more more like extensive stuff. Yeah. So just be careful what you're doing and and yeah, keep in mind that sometimes it'll come back to get you if you have bad intentions. That's why a lot of people don't use that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for that. Just out of safety precaution. But anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Give us a follow at Gimme the Creeps um, on Instagram and on Twitter. And send us any DMs if you have any uh, stories from family or if you know anyone who prays to La Santa Muerte. Because we would definitely like to hear about that. For Mm -hmm. sure. All right. Thanks, guys. So did we give you the creeps?